It's time for Wolverines Weekly. We sit down and recap the latest in WDC athletics. Let's hustle to it. Hello everyone, happy Saturday and welcome to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Boy, oh boy, was it a busy week for the Wolverines spring sports teams and we're going to recap it all with the coaches. First, we have Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallen coming up after the break. Welcome back into Wolverines Weekly and we're joined with Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant and Norm, have you have you been able to stay busy during the spring oh, sports man. season? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been something, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I tell you what, I didn't sleep much last night. It was so so excited driving back from St. Cloud after our baseball game, and then uh, you know I didn't get to go to the track meet yesterday, but boy, we had uh, lots of kids uh, advance to the state tournament and track and field, and uh, so it's just a, a really a, it's a great time to be a Wolverine right now. Yeah, the spring sports playoff season in full swing. A lot of stuff going on, and it's been, uh, you know, it's hard to believe we've gotten to this point already. I think just a month ago, everybody was really starting to get in to that swing. And, you know, as an activities director, you have to reschedule. You have to make sure everybody can play, make sure the fields are ready, and, and be in constant communication, not only with your coaches, but with, you know, the other schools, ADs, and all that. How, what is that process like, and how has it been, and kind of how did, how's it been kind of in that late April, early May, and trying to navigate this season? Yeah, this spring was rough, um, rough on all of us, uh, coaches, players, ADs. Um, you know, it's like you said, it's just constant communication and constant checking the forecast and checking the radar. And uh, this was a, a hard spring because it seemed like it seemed like we were going to get outside and then it would snow, and then it seemed like we would get outside and then it would be twenty degrees. And um, this is this is one of the worst ones I can recall because. Uh, like I said, we, we seem to have some hope, and then it would just get dashed. Uh, other tough springs we've had, we've just flat out had snow until, you know, the 1st of May or something like that. And uh, this year was hard, and, uh, you know, I feel real blessed to work with the, the guys that I work with. Um, you know, we were able to get 19 softball games during the regular season, 19 out of 20, which is, is really good. And then uh, all 20 of our baseball games and uh, we were able to reschedule a whole bunch of track meets and do some indoor things so you know you're you're always hustling and always scrambling and always just trying to make it the best you can for the kids and and that's who I really worry about you know I mean like softball the one week we had seven games in five days and um, that's not awesome but you know the kids also got to play so um, you know you just try to do your best and and hope everything works out. And now let's uh, kind of dive into some of these sports. You mentioned softball, and their season ended uh, a week ago. But j- just talk a little bit about how uh, about how that softball season has been, and just kind of your thoughts on the year. Yeah, I tell you, I'm really proud of our softball program. They've come a long way. Uh, Tracy Jack has worked really hard, uh, taking a lot of the things that Kyle Dykoff's done in baseball and, and uh, incorporated them into softball. She's working hard with the the youth in the summertime. Uh, building that program and uh, started to see I think this year a lot of the fruits of her labor and um, when you look at our varsity softball team uh, we had two freshmen and an eighth grader that were our pitchers Um, we lose uh, one starting senior in uh, Jamie Bartle our our third baseman and uh, Chloe Capan who really had a nice end of the year hitting the ball um but we've got a lot coming back. Uh, I looked at Jenna Dykoff's numbers. She had an unbelievable year. She hit 590, which is 
unbelievable. Uh, and then her sister Jada, of course, had uh, led the team with two home runs as an eighth grader. So we've got a lot coming. And then uh, shout out to all of our coaches, uh, assistant Dirk Schultz, uh, volunteer assistant Hannah Nelson at the varsity level. Really, uh, that was a great add to get those two involved. And then uh, Keith Ferris, our JV coach, does a great job. Megan Haino helped out with him, and um, she was a great add. And then the, the team that I really want to spotlight is our, our junior high team. Uh, we had a seventh grade and an eighth grade team, and between them, uh, I believe they were thirty six and one this season. Wow! Or thirty six one and one, something like that. Anyway, um, just to have a really good combination of pitchers and batters, and uh, like I said, Tracy seeing the, the fruits of those, uh, getting those kids involved as as young players, and uh, you know, I think our softball team has a lot of great things coming. And moving on now from from softball into the track and field program, which uh, you know the the girls track and field team had another great season. They won the Park Region Conference yep. for the second year in a row, and now they had the section meet uh, earlier this week. Just uh, you know, talk about how that program's been another strong season for them. A lot of record breaking performances as well. Yeah, really great. Um, you know, we are just blessed to have great track coaches there too. Uh, Mark Reynolds, our, our head coach. Uh, it's really as good as it gets. Um, and then uh, he's got John Crandall doing the throwing and Terry Olson doing the distance and Brad Wallum and uh, Travis Collins is a great pole vault coach and as evidenced by all the school records in the pole vault. Um, and then uh, Lindy Thompson has been a great add in our junior high program. So they've got the kids in the in the right positions to do things well. And um, Mark always seems to be able to to find a, a place where a kid can contribute. And uh, Matthew Pugsley is a kid uh, never been out for track and field before. Came out as a senior, and here he is in the state tournament in the four by two and the in the four hundred. Um, Amber Collins continues just to be a. Uh, she is so unbelievable to watch. Uh, just uh, one of the more determined athletes I've ever seen. Um, Brady Domeyer setting school records in the in the pole vault. Uh, Lyra Cowg coming off uh, ankle sprain, qualified in the uh, uh, high jump, and then the four by two. Uh, Charlie Bushinger in the four by two. Um, uh, MJ Lundy in the four by two. Um, it's just been. What a what a bunch of great great kids and uh, you know good good future there too and uh, they'll keep getting better. And you know you mentioned that the coach is putting the kids in the right spots and, and that's kind of one of the biggest things. You know it's it's always important to have you know a good group of kids and a good group of coaches. But not only that, having the coaches that know where to fit everything together and, and try and get the most out of your players. And just when you look at at all the sports in Medina Deer Cooper, right now we're talking about uh, track and field, just yep. how, how fun is that to, to now be able to create those opportunities for those kids who now, because of the way that they were put in and all that, they get to go on to the state. Yeah, I exactly. And, you know, um, we have been very blessed to, to get some great people here, and uh, they have been doing a great job, and our kids are buying in and, and putting the time in in the summertime and, um, you know, it's it's fun when things are getting established and uh, the kids know what to expect, the coaches know what to expect, and the parents know what to expect. And uh, it's been fun seeing that. And, you know, for, for a long time uh, we had, and we do have, very, very good volleyball. For a long time we were just a powerhouse in wrestling. Um, now it's it's nice to see that kind of all of our sports are kind of coming where, you know what, if you're going to compete against Wadena Deer Creek, uh uh, you're you're going to be in a in a ball game and or a track meet or or whatever it is, um, you know. In all of our sports right now, I feel like uh, it's not a 
it's not a win anywhere for sure on the schedule when you play Wadena Deer Creek, and that's really a credit to what our our coaches have been doing and our kids. And you know, you mentioned that uh, you know all these programs, and, and now the baseball team. Uh, we we talked all season. I remember we had you on to, to preview the baseball season, and we just talked about how tough this section was going to be. And and now Wadena Deer Creek is in the thick of of this section tournament, and they were the three seed. It was seeded one through sixteen, and they've played very very well in the last couple of games. And and you know, just kind of talk a little bit about that run. Unbelievable. I mean, I. I don't have a voice left. Uh, last night was was one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in any sport. Uh, watching Josh Dykoff just uh, pick up a team and put them on their back, and um, you know, I, I was just talking to Kyle about this before I I got here, and uh, Kyle's a lot like me, and he's never gonna spotlight one kid it's a team game and everybody gets you there but it's hard not to look at what Josh did and just I mean this was like a a Kirk Gibson type game in in the 90 World Series or a Kirby Puckett game six in 87 I mean or 91 I mean it was just uh I mean four for four with a with the cycle and then uh down three to one in the top of the seventh Two runners get on by walk. Josh takes a 2-0 pitch and hits a ball that hasn't landed yet. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then he then he comes in, uh, you know, kind of getting up against the pitch count um, and strikes out the last three batters of the game. It was, you just don't see anything like that. And, um, you know, I want to point out to all those uh, youngsters listening and parents listening, um, you know, kids like Josh Dykoff, um there's a there's a big element of God-given talent. Um, not everybody can do what he can do, but the pe- part that people don't see with Josh and the really elite athletes, first of all, Josh is a three-sport athlete, so he's learned to compete uh, in a lots of different situations, and he's been lots of tight spots, and that doesn't happen when you specialize. And the other part with Josh is he is the first one in the weight room he is the first one that uh, when baseball practice is done, he's going and doing extra throwing or he's uh, doing some extra hitting. Uh, he's hitting all winter. He's lifting. Um, he is always doing something to get better. And probably the thing that makes him the most elite and uh, makes our team go is he is also a, a magnet for kids. He treats other people the right way, does things the right way, and he he is a true leader. Um, you know, it's one thing to have talent, but talent only takes you so far. And um, when you're, if you're the only talented kid on the team and you can't get everybody else on the bus, your team isn't going to be very good. And uh, Josh Dykoff, Peyton Rondesfed as seniors, every sport that they're in, they, they're able to get kids on the bus and, and treat them the right way. And uh, if you're a fantastic human being, good things happen, and, and both those guys are. And Dykoff and as well Peyton Rondesvet both getting their 100th career hits over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, it's a big accomplishment for any player. But what's really fascinating is they were able to get to this mark without having played a season in 2020. Correct. And, and just how impressive is that? Yeah, I I just can't say enough about those two kids, and I I don't want to. I'm not putting anybody else down or anything. I just I had the opportunity to coach them in football, and just see really what 
goes into it. And the, and the thing about those two guys is there's there's nothing ever lackadaisical about them. They're, everything they do is with a purpose. Everything they say is with a purpose. And uh, you just you are truly blessed as an athletic program and as a coach to get kids like that. And you just hope that it, it rubs off on the rest and they see what they're doing. And, uh, you know, obviously it has. Both, uh, you know, we've struggled in football for a long time. And uh, those guys really, really helped change that. And then, uh, you know, obviously what they've done in, in basketball. And uh, Josh was a hockey player till this year, came out for basketball. Um, you know, and then, like you said, what they do in baseball is uh, they're, I'm going to use the word professional in everything that they do. And, uh, yeah, you just don't, you are truly blessed as a community uh, to get to watch kids like this. So it's it's been special. And, you know, we talked about the programs and, and for softball and track and field and, and now into baseball. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the work that uh, head coach Kyle Dykoff has done with these kids and, and getting them ready from, you know, youth baseball on up how important is that in building a program and seeing the fruits of that show up at this level now yeah absolutely and that that's a thing that that people don't see and it's it's not just kyle kyle is a is a great coach um but you know our head coaches get paid really between about three and five thousand dollars a year and the expectation has come now that basically they are busy year-round they're doing something whether it's a weight room or whether it's uh, doing the youth things organizing all of that it's really become a year-round job and it's not uh, you know that's the part that people don't see they see what the fruits during the high school season they don't see Kyle out at six in the morning getting a a field ready for the youth teams or taking kids to Ely for the Legion tournament or um, you know and it with Kyle it's it's uh, pre-K all the way through 12. He's got his fingers in, in the program everywhere. And, um, you know, kids light up when they see Kyle. He's just got such a great personality, and he surrounded himself with really good people um, throughout. Uh, but he's definitely the leader. And I can say the same thing about Kevin Thunberg, about Jordan Cressup, about Scott Woods, uh, Brad Wallum, um, Kyle Petermeyer is unbelievable that way too. And, um you know, it's uh, it's become a year-round thing, and uh, when I say three to five thousand uh, dollars, that's not very much money. Uh, so they're not doing this for the money; they're doing it because they love kids and they they want to get them better, and uh, they're really committed to what we're doing here. So I I can't say enough about uh, the head coaches that we have: Tracy Jack, a, another one, Sue Volkman. Um, those are those are people that put in countless countless hours and uh countless time and and really don't get the appreciation that that they deserve and you know you kind of mentioned that working in the off season and those and those off hours and and now moving you know the the spring sports season will be over in a couple weeks uh so just you know once you get into summertime kind of what's it like for you as an athletic director and just what's it like in terms of wolverine athletics uh while school's out yeah well we'll start right away here next week with our with our summer strength and uh, speed and conditioning programs so so we make that available for kids and then uh, you know we've got all kinds of things that uh, kind of outside of, of my realm it's kind of um, the summer rec type things and uh, basketball leagues and uh, things like that so I you know we our kids are busy um, sometimes maybe a little too busy I mean that's kind of uh, it, it's hard because uh, 
you know, I, I'd like to see the kids out fishing and, and doing all that stuff. So there's got to be some kind of a balance there too. Um, but, you know, we definitely provide a lot of opportunities for the, the kids to continue to improve their craft and, uh, and be together. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallatin. And, Norm, uh, if this is the last time we get you on the program uh, for the school year, it's been fun. It's been yeah. great getting to talk uh, about Wolverine Athletics in this kind of first season we have a, of Wolverines Weekly. It's been a lot of fun, and we appreciate the time. Yeah, I tell you, I'm so thankful that, that you're doing this. And uh, I've been listening to the program and listening to, to our coaches. And, uh, you know, I just want to say again how proud I am of, of the group of coaches that, that we've been able to put in front of uh, the kids in the area um, and how proud of our kids I am. Um, you know, this is, I, I'm invested here. I've been here uh, 23 years and, and uh, you know, I just had a daughter graduate. I have another one next year and, um, you know, so we're definitely, I'm, I'm proud that my kids are a part of this and I'm proud of the coaches that, that they've had and uh, I just uh, can't say enough about our community and, and you guys. I mean, this is awesome to have a, a weekly radio program about our, our kids and our coaches and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you too for your support of our, what we're doing. All right. Have a great summer, Norman. We'll talk to you in the fall. Thank you. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. And, uh, Coach, uh, we were just talking about this before we got on air. How are you feeling after uh, just an incredible uh, game you guys played against Pierce? Yeah, it's finally settled in a little bit. Uh, Last night was special special moment for for our kids our program uh, our fans and especially josh who who had a big night and not only hitting for the cycle but uh getting his 100th career hit in the game and, and then also uh, a big performance on the mound with 15 strikeouts to, to put us on his back and and, and bring home a w and, you know, Pierce was a team you faced earlier in the year. Uh, it was the first game of the season. Uh, you know, how much stock did you put into that before this matchup, or were you kind of coming in basically uh, like you were playing a team you hadn't played before? Well, I told the boys after the loss to Pierce in early April that um, that's the team we'll see again, and we're going to get an opp- another opportunity at them down the road. And, and uh, I mentioned that before uh, yesterday's game, that, that here we are, we're putting ourselves in a position to, to face peers again with a little more on the line, and um, we're going we're gonna to bring a little different uh, team than we did in, in early April, and, and fortunately we were, we were able to make it happen. And, you know, we just mentioned uh, about Josh Dykoff's performance yesterday. Uh, he hits for the cycle, not only hitting for the cycle, gets his 100th career hit. Also, the final one to cap off the cycle is a go-ahead three-run home run in the seventh inning. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he pitched seven innings in a complete game and, and got the final three guys out for Pierce on strikeouts in the seventh. I mean, just is there – could you write up a better game for a player? No, you know, it really is uh, from a storybook or a movie, um, you know, kids in the backyards, uh, 3-2 count, bottom of the ninth, uh, bases loaded, that type of stuff uh, that we seen last night uh, in the seventh inning down at, at Dick Putz Field. And, and it's a moment that, um, you know, I'll treasure, uh, these kids will treasure, and, and obviously Josh uh, uh, is going to treasure for the rest of his life. And, uh, you know, just with 
with that performance now and, and now you guys advancing uh, to this next round, I guess just, I mean, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of weight in this and a lot of uh, emotion and a lot of just, I mean, it's a big moment for him. And, and now, what was that team like when, when he hit the home run and, and just what was that overall atmosphere kind of in the game after that point? Well, once he hit the home run, it, it was mayhem. Um, you know, everybody jumping up and down. Uh, the fans went went to their feet in a roar from the crowd. Um, the base runners bouncing around the the bases, and then and then the whole team um, waiting at home plate uh, with a few coaches mixed in, uh, bouncing up and down in, in pure jubilation. Uh, it, it's moments like that. Um, that uh, bring you to the diamond every day when you're coaching, and it was uh, it was special. And now, uh, now trying to move on from that big win, and and you got another big game ahead of you. I mean, this section, obviously, as we've talked about all season long, is is very competitive. And uh, you know, uh, uh, Piers was the two seed in this, and and Foley is already out of the tournament. Uh, now, Piers the two seed into the elimination bracket. Now the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines are the highest remaining seed in the tournament, and you're playing now the four seed in Albany for a trip to the uh, to the section final. I, I just talk a little bit about that game coming up. Yeah, as far as the seeding, uh, it's really just a number, uh, especially in six double A. The top uh, six to eight teams are are all very good. Um, so Albany belongs right up at the top with the the rest of them, and. And we've seen a little bit of Albany over the years in Summer Ball and Babe Ruth and Junior Babe Ruth. We've have some, had some matchups. Um, I always enjoy facing them. Their their coach Al um, is the Babe Ruth coach as well, so I've gotten to know him. I've really enjoyed coaching against him, and we both uh, run our programs the same way and and really push youth baseball and. And they're going to have a good team. Um, uh, we know what, uh, what we're going to get, and it's going to be a good matchup every game from here on out. And, and Albany is no exception. And, and we're we're looking forward to uh, the competition, as we, we've said all along with the move. Uh, we're going to get the good competition that we want, and, and competitors like uh, to feed off good competition. So that's what we plan on doing. And a nice string of wins for you here, Coach, in the section tournament. What have you liked most out of your team in these first handful of games? Uh, well, i got to say that we bunted the ball really well, and that's really something that's key um, in playoff baseball. And, and then the other is throwing strikes. Um, our pitchers have come in and thrown strikes uh, all the way through in all three games. Uh, Rondas, that's last start. Um, against Kimball, he threw 76 pitches, 61 for strikes. Um, amazing performance there. And, and then uh, in the first game uh, with Hammon and and Church and Josh uh, Dykop all throwing uh, a few innings there uh, were key to kind of set us up for, for the rest of the week and then allow Josh to, to come back here last night uh, in, in St. Cloud and be available to, to do what he did. And now, uh, again, now looking forward into that game against Albany on on Monday, and just what are you telling your team, uh, you know, over the weekend and coming into that game? What's the message that you're telling your players? Well, we plan to have practice um, here today, and and the message is going to be, uh, what 
uh, do you need to work on to get better? Uh, what part of your game is your weakness? And, and take that and work on it today and, and polish it up and get it better uh, so you're improved and ready to go come Monday. And uh, I guess just coach with uh, with this game coming up, uh, you know, as, as you and your staff look at this, how how I guess how do you feel about uh, about how this has gone so far, and just what are your expectations for the rest of this uh, for the rest of the section play? Well, it's gone uh, as good as possible thus far. I mean, we've won uh, all three games and, and set ourselves up with a fresh week. We'll have all our pitching back. Uh, and we've said it all season, and I know you know by now that pitching uh, depth is something that we have, and um, having everybody available heading into a week in, in the winner's bracket, uh, we're right where we want to be, and, and it's a matter of going out and executing and, and continuing to do what we've been doing. Talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to join in on the program. An incredible game you guys had against Pierce, and hopefully you guys can keep that momentum going into next week, and we'll be able to talk about it then. Thanks, CJ. What a game by Josh Dykoff and by the rest of the, the Wolverines over the last few games as well, putting themselves in great position as they try and make the state tournament for the second year in a row. Speaking of the state tournament, the state track meet is coming up next week, but first, we're going to recap the section track meet that happened uh, just a few days ago. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds after the break on Wolverines Weekly. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds and coach just talk a little bit about how uh, the section meet went for you guys. Well, overall, it was a it was a good meet for us. Um, you know, it was the section has kind of been realigned a little bit, so we saw some teams that we haven't seen all year, or we haven't um, been used to seeing at at our section. Um, you know, Barnesville, Brick, um, Frazy, Pelican Rapids um, were all new to our new to our section due to the due to the realignment. So um, we didn't quite you know have an idea how you know things were going to go exactly um and you never do but um when you don't you know have a real good familiar familiarity of 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 teams um we um you know had some question marks on where we were going to end up and uh, and things but overall it went uh it went really well we qualified five kids for the state meet and our boys team um finished third and i think the girls were seventh Seventh or eighth, I believe. Yeah, eighth overall. So, um, yeah, it was good. We had some, you know, some good good overall performances, um, and you know, some young kids just getting the experience of running on a on a big big stage, um, you know, and some older kids that that ended their you know careers getting on the podium, um, and um, you know, some that you know ended up qualifying. So overall, it was was a good good meet. We'll be represented on the boys side and i think four or five different events and and then uh, amber collins qualified in the uh, 400 meter dash and uh you know talking a little bit we'll start uh, uh with amber collins the, the lone uh girl representative for wadena deer creek just talk about uh, uh what she's doing there and just kind of what her season has been like and how she's gotten to this point yeah she's i mean she's been kind of our uh you know one of our big big time you know, runners all year, um, and, you know, kind of a carryover from last year. Um, you know, she qualified in the 
qualified for the state meet last year in the 400 meter dash and, and, and did the same again this year. So she's, um, she's been running well, whether it's, you know, she can run the, the 200, the 400, the 800, the mile, she can, she can do a lot of events for us. Um, and she's very, very good and, um, you know, a strong competitor. So wherever we put her, we know she's going to go out there and, and give it her absolute all and, you know, leave, leave everything she has on the track. So, um, on that end, I mean, as a coach, you, you can't ask for anything more than that out of your out of your kids. Um, so, you know, she uh, she ran the open eight yesterday, which she was she was pretty tuckered out by that that point. But she also anchored our our girls four by eight relay. Um, you know, which uh, you know we ran we been running well really well the last couple weeks, and you know we ended up missing uh, state qualifying uh, spot by one place. They they ended up finishing third, but. Three out of those four girls will be coming back next year, so that was that was good. And then she um, she um, you know won the the 400 meter dash individually, so that'll be um, that'll be good for her to you know kind of get back to state. She kind of knows what it's uh, what it's like um, after being there last year, so that was good experience. And hopefully we can kind of build off of that and and try to um, try to get, try to get into the finals um, next week. And and you mentioned that she went to state the year before in the four hundred meter dash. Obviously, that's a, that's a goal on her mind as the season's going on. What was it like in practice working with her and trying to to get her back to the state tournament or to the state meet? Yeah, I mean she's she um, she pushes. She we usually have run with some of our boys um, just because we you know you always need a push you always need some if you're running by yourself um a lot yeah you, you don't you don't necessarily get that push and uh you know she's a competitor so she wants to win she wants to beat whether it's in practice or a race um you know so she um you know sometimes we have to pair her up with a few different different people at for different workouts and whether it's a speed thing or an, or an endurance or tempo type of workout we kind of got to mix up our pairings a little bit and we do that with some of our boys as well um just to try to you want to to get better and to get faster it's all you know kind of that competitive edge and um you know you got to you got to kind of match them up with kids that are going to push each other and that's that's kind of how everybody gets better that way so um you know but she she does. She's a great, you know, coachable kid in terms of, you know, whatever we ask her to do, she's going to go out there and put it, you know, give her everything she has. So, um, you know, she's had, she's had a great season. So it's fun for her to get, um, you know, qualify again in the 400 and she'll be, um, she'll be ready to go, you know, kind of nice to kind of narrow thing. You know, I obviously want to qualify the first thing, you know, as many events as possible, but you know, when it's a, you know, one or two events and you can, you know, for the next week, we can just kind of concentrate on one, one thing for her and, and, and uh, move, move along from there. And moving on now to the, uh, to the boys side, just talk a little bit about uh, some of your boy athletes who are now going to be at that state meet and just uh, uh, what events they're at. Yeah, um, well, Brady Domeyer qualified in three events. He he won the um, 110 meter high hurdles, with, which has been a, a really good race for him all year. Hurdling is is fairly new to him. Um, this is his first real spring of of actual hurdling, um, but he um, you know he picked it up quickly and and um, you know he's um, he's a another kid that. You put him on the track, and and he's gonna you know give everything that he has to you know whatever event it is. So um, he ended up winning the winning the one ten hurdles with a with a per, new personal record, almost breaking sixteen seconds, which is which is good. Um, and um, and then he also won the won the pole vault as well. 
and um, you know not uh, not necessarily our, our best day of vaulting, but you know when we were um, it was very windy yesterday, and we were fighting you know thirty mile an hour winds. Um, that's that's going to throw throw things off in those in those jumping events. So um, you know, kind of sometimes it's not about the height; it's just about getting in the top two places and and moving on from there. So that was kind of our mentality of going. You know, we're just trying to get trying to get in the top two, and then we move on from there. So that was that was good. And then uh, um, he also runs on our four by two hundred meter relay that that qualified as well. So they ended up uh, taking second in the top two. You know, top two individuals and top two relays qualify for the state meet. So um, that uh, that relay also qualified and. Um, and that's with, uh, Charlie Bushinger, Matt Pugsley, and then Lear Kaug. Um, Lear qualified on the relay and then he, um, he took second in the high jump, jumping six one. Um, so it's good to him. You know, he's kind of, he had a little bit of an injury about a month ago that he was out for a couple weeks. And so we've kind of been building back, um, since then. And, um, you know, it's taken a little bit of time, but he's starting to, he's starting to get his legs back underneath him and, and he's jumping, jumping better. Um, he actually just missed out on state in the long jump as well. He ended up placing third, which is, you know, one spot out, but, uh, he, he had a, a great day of jumping all together. So, He's going in the high jump and then on the relay, and then uh, Matt Pugsley as well is on the 4 by 200 meter relay, and he qualified finishing second in the 400 meter dash as well. So um, that uh, that was big. He's had a really good year for us, running 200s, running 400s, and um, so he um, um, he qualified there. And then uh, Charlie Bushinger would be the the fourth uh, the fourth guy on the the 4 by 200 meter relay. So they'll. Uh, They'll be they'll be busy on uh, state. They'll be Thursday and Friday next week, and so we'll have we'll have a few running events to uh, to follow along with, and then um, you know, a few guys doing doing uh, some field events with Brady in the pole vault and uh, Lyric in the high jump. And as now the focus does shift on to that state meet, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about how that meet kind of is organized and how kind of what the order of operations will be uh, for your athletes. Yeah. Um, so it's uh it's a little bit different this year. You know, last year was kind of a covid restricted um situation and now they've kind of gone back to normal but it's at a new site so the state meet will be at St. Michael Elberville High School which it was there last year but it it's kind of going back to the normal 2-day format. Um so but for class A this year it'll be on Thursday and Friday, um Thursday the 9th and Friday the 10th. Uh, class A will be in the afternoon both days, so it'll start at four o'clock, both um, on Thursday and Friday. The runner, the guys, the guys that are guy, guys and girls that are um, running, doing running events, they'll they'll have prelims on Thursday, and then the top nine will qualify for finals. Um, so you know, Amber in the four and Matthew in the four, um, you know, and then the four by two hundred meter relay, and then Brady in the hurdles will all have to compete. In preliminary heats, and then, like I said, the top nine will move on. Um, we'll move on to finals from there, and then on the field event, and uh, Brady will pole vault that first day on Thursday, and then Lyric will high jump on Friday. So that's kind of kind of the layout for what what we've got going, and then hopefully we'll have some kids that moved on to finals. And um, you know, basically, if you make finals, you're you're on the podium. So the top top nine kids, you know, in the state for Class A are on the podium, and and uh, and medal from there. So 
that's kind of what we're what we're looking looking at. And you know, uh, with all these uh, kids you're bringing into the state meet, uh, last question for you here: just uh, you know, how how you know, take a second here and just how proud is it for you and your coaching staff to get to see all these kids advance onto the state meet? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really good meet for us. You know, you know, kind of you always look at things and you know should have would have, but um, you know, overall, you know, last year was a was a little. Uh, a little tougher, especially on our boys' side. We had, we had, uh, and boy, our boys and girls. We had, we had some some kids that um, you know we were just kind of on the outside looking in. Um, a lot of you know we had a handful of kids that finished third or fourth in the section last year. So so this year, kind of rebounding and and um, you know we still had a few you know a few uh, kids that were real close to making it that just just missed out. But um, you know we definitely definitely had. A, more success and more opportunities to be in the be in the top two this year, and so that uh, that was good. We you know a lot of smiling faces and a lot of kids that were excited about it, and um, you know that's uh, that's what it all you know kind of comes down to kids kids enjoying and enjoying the sport and 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 having a positive experience from it. And um, you know we've got a few you know a couple seniors and and Brady Domeyer and and Matt Pugsley and you know those guys getting their 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 opportunity to qualify for for state is huge and and um, you know kind of pushing forward from there to you know hopefully get on the podium and and uh, kind of cap off their high school careers would be a would be a nice way to end things but you know overall it was just it was a good meet good good showing we had we had a lot of kids that had you know you know good good experiences for you know for um, the coming years for some of our younger kids and um, you know it was overall it was was a was a fun meet and kind of a nice way to not necessarily end end the year but you know a lot of our kids uh, uh, finished, you know, their season yesterday, and um, you know, and it, we finished on a on a good note. So, you know, building from there, um, you know, for the coming years is 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 good to end on a positive note. All right, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds, and coach, thanks for taking the time to to talk with us about your team, and best of luck to those athletes that are going to be competing in the state meet next week, and we'll talk about it then. Sounds good. Thank you. That'll wrap up our show for today. If you missed any of it, you can check it all on WadenaRadio.com. Until next week, I'm CJ Baumgartner for Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. We'll see you next time. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna.